Hello and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Crystal Davis and she is what she calls herself from engineer to successful entrepreneur. She is a um, lean expert, which is so exciting. I'm super excited to hear more about this. She launched the Lean Coach Inc., which is a boutique lean Six Sigma um, uh leadership development consulting firm back in 2009 and now she is doing huge things and is a friend of Jay's and we love these love these um, conversations because you know we get to hear so much about what's going on out there and welcome Crystal we're so excited to have you thank you welcome to the show friend thank you I'm so excited to be here I'm so excited to have you here. So I let me tell you how I met Crystal. We were at a training uh, or we were at a, an event, right? That was the real deal. We were at an event in Miami. And uh, first of all, the materials for this event more than once, very clearly, made sure to tell us that we should bring a sweater, right? Because you can never tell about the air conditioning, right? Correct. So, right. So we're all standing ready to get into this thing. And I'm sitting next to Crystal. And I'm like sweating, like I mean, it's so hot. So I've got my little fan. I got like a cardboard piece of cardboard. So I start fanning myself. Then I start fanning Crystal next to me. She looks over. I'm fanning her. So she reaches down in her purse and she pulls out a fan. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a big fan. I'm like, in fact, I was just thinking, I need a fan for my purse. <laughs> Heck yeah! You have to always be ready, right? Like I always was like what. And then yeah. we start. So then we just started joking because we're like, "Yeah, we need a sweater. We can't think. Exactly. We need a sweater." <laughs> so anyway, you know, it was one of those times. I just I have moments in my life sometimes when I uh, just am standing next to somebody and we start talking, and I know they're going to be my friend. And this was one of those times. And so we just connected a couple times afterwards. And the last time, last conference, we got to hang out a little bit. We don't know each other really well. Um, but I, here's the thing, Crystal, I love, first of all, I want to honor and appreciate and acknowledge you already for all the stuff you've already done. Right. And then I want to share with our listeners, you know, some of the powerful things you're up to around women's leadership and especially women's leadership in the manufacturing space and, you know, your whole program. So I want to give you the floor and please share with us your work and welcome to our show because I'm happy to have you friend. Well, thank you. And I am so honored and delighted to be here. And yes, um, yeah, I'm rarely ever cold. And so I am always prepared because I, uh, I tend to have those, those moments. And, uh, and so when we met, I knew instantly that it was a, a great connection. You're just a very genuine person. And, uh, you know, we, I don't know if you've noticed, but we both love to laugh. We do. So we're laughing a lot together. Which is we so are cool. laughing a lot. And so actually, I'm going to tell this real quick story and then we'll move on to what we're really here to talk about. So in yeah. the last training that we were in, in Las Vegas, I told him after the first session, I cannot sit at a table with you anymore <laughs> because, because you get me in trouble. So he'll say something and I'm the one who's busted out laughing while somebody's on stage talking. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I can't. I cannot do that. So. It's one of those relationships where we're like, 
like, yeah, I can't look at you. You don't even have to say like, anything. You just know. So or something. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know, thank you guys so much for having me and and entrusting me to share with your audience. And uh, and I am truly honored. So you know, um, the part about my bio that I really want want your listeners to understand is that um, you know the whole from engineer to entrepreneur. So I spent 17 years working as an engineer in the automotive industry. And uh, it was a great career, but it was one that was very, very, a very challenging environment. And I uh, actually had the pleasure of working in the automotive industry in several places in the US, in Mexico, as well as in Europe. And um, I am an African-American woman. And uh, I have a very youthful look about me. So I was gonna say, what did you do? You, you were like got your degree when you were twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna so, say, oh, you got so, a minute. Yes. How many years? There's no way. Yeah. So I mean, even though I'm knocking on the door of fifty, you know, a lot of people think I'm in my thirties now. So you can imagine, fresh out of college, um, how young I looked, and so. Um, I had a very difficult time getting people to really believe that I was smart, I was intelligent, my ideas were valued, that I could handle the job, that I could, you know, that I um, had the fortitude and the wherewithal to, to survive in a very tough environment. And so I found myself having to, on this roller coaster of learning how to respond to situations and how to manage my anger and my frustration and how to still come across as, as an authoritative uh, person who understands my craft and what I'm doing. And so, um, you know, through all of that, I can say I was truly blessed with people, uh, older people who would always give me advice. And somehow through all of those challenges, I was selected to work on special projects. I was selected to go over to Europe and to help some of our struggling facilities. And um, I say all of that to say, fast forward 25 years, and I've started this brand, I've launched this brand called Disrupt Her, H-E-R. So not Disruptor, but Disrupt Her. And the, 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 the way that that came about was two years ago, I was invited to speak at an agency, a government agency um, that has a lot of women scientists. And I didn't really think anything of it because I focused primarily in working in manufacturing and supply chain companies, helping them to improve their productivity and uh, helping managers who struggle with having time to work strategically because they're having to work one or two levels down because their team just doesn't have either the problem solving skills or the critical thinking skills to uh, help them overcome the dynamics of manufacturing and the challenges that they run into. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking all this time, you know, I'm just doing this as a favor to a friend. I'm sharing my career story of how um, through all of that working in male dominated industries, I was still able before I left corporate to achieve director level at a $17 billion company. And um, through through that experience, I received so many emails of how I had inspired and motivated and encouraged those women who are working in the science male-dominated space and dealing with some challenges within their agency. And so 
you know, once again, I thought, well, great. This is wonderful. Thank you for the feedback. But I'm going to move back over into being the lean coach and yeah. uh, <laughs> and do what I <laughs> what I think I'm really passionate about doing. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know if you have believers on the line, but my spirit just would not rest. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. we, we, yeah. we come from a place of, of, of spirit here. So. Yeah. <laughs> my spirit just call would not rest. Call it, but yeah, when it just won't bother, it keeps bothering you. It you got to do it. <laughs> And I mean, think about this, Jay, like how many, how, how, how odd is it that I found success in my career, but yet 25 years later, women are still enduring some of the same challenges. Oh yeah. And as much as we talk about diversity in the workplace and inclusion in the workplace, like, are you serious? Like one lady said that, um, a man hung a belt out, they had a disagreement and he was uh, he was at a higher level than she was. And he hung a belt. Her cubicle sits right across from his and he hung a belt outside of his cubicle. And no one made him take it down even after she went to HR. Oh. You are kidding me. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, like, I, no, I say you're kidding me. And then I'm like, yeah, I won't. No. Yeah. That's and, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, you can get away with that? Like, so anyway... So fast forward to a year and a half ago, I really started to get more clarity about what I was supposed to do in this space. And honestly, you know, I'll share, with, I'm, Jay will tell you all, I'm very transparent. I believe I don't need to put on this persona that I have it all together because then other people feel like they have to, they compare themselves to people who have it all together. And I'm Amen. still working, to, <laughs> working, you know, day by day to, uh, to make sense of, of everything that's coming my way. But, um, so I started this brand, Disrupt Her, and the one thing that I've been doing is speaking on the topic, really encouraging women to um, find the courage and the confidence and equipping them with the language that they need to be disruptive leaders. Mm. And I, love, I like disruptive leader. Yes. And, and um, a lot of women I've found, as soon as I say disrupt her or you know, ask them, are you a disruptive leader? They are, they pause because we typically as women have a very negative connotation or paradigm about what it means to be a disruptive person. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. You hear that word and you just automatically go, Oh, <laughs> that's not what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed and, to be. Right. right. I'm not supposed to be disruptive. I'm not supposed to be disruptive. I'm supposed to be, you know, a nurturer, you know, uh, have feminine characteristics. Uh, we tie into emotions and all of those things are true. Like we still want to work within the confines of our innate abilities. Mm-hmm. But here's where I got disruptor from. So I'm a big techie. I love techs. I love gadgets. Um, and what I realized about technology um, is a few things. One, uh, startups and technology uh, people, they ideate and implement very, very fast. So they have an idea, they ideate around how to make that idea viable, and then they implement very fast. And then the next thing that they do is they beta and improve very quickly. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, they actually use their customers to improve, to mm-hmm. get the feedback, right? We write reviews. 
and then they make changes. You get updates. Hey, you need to update your software so that we fix this bug or that bug, right? Mm -hmm. And so I thought about that, like, okay, well, what if leaders, if people could actually follow that same methodology and we ideate, we implement, we beta, and we we make improvements, but in a rap in rapid succession. So mm-hmm. one for women, it removes this paradigm that you need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Right. Two, Which our mantra is progress, not perfection. My book is all about progress, not progress, perfection. not perfect. Absolutely. Yes, just done is better than perfect. You'll you right. can adjust later. You can adjust <laughs> later. Exactly. And that's the whole point of the beta and yes. receiving feedback from the people who value your services. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that from, from technology, right, we typically don't give up on the technology unless it's something really, really massive that has gone wrong. We wait for them to give us this update and we download and say, great, you did a great job here, but maybe not so much here. Yeah. And we wel- you know, they welcome that feedback and they adjust. So that's one. The second thing about technology is that technologies tend to change how we behave. Mm-hmm. So I tell people all the time, I'm an iPhone user, but it doesn't matter if you're an iPhone user or Android. If you are a person who uses a smartphone, I can, I can almost guarantee you that if I talk to 10 random people and I ask them, if you left your smartphone at home, would you turn around and go back? Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> and I know, I can almost guarantee you that 10 out of 10 will be like, absolutely, yes. Maybe 8 out of 10 is more realistic. You know, there might be someone that just says, you know what, it's too far to go back or whatever. But we, our behaviors now mimic that we need our phone. We typically have our calendar in, um, in our phone so we know what we need to be doing. We rely on notifications to tell us what's going on socially and in the world, uh, keeping us connected to our friends. We need to, whether we're working, we shouldn't be, we tap into our social media to just stay connected, mm-hmm. right? Email, mm-hmm. text message, totally has changed how we behave. Absolutely. So when you think about leadership, not management, leadership, Leaders influence how people behave. Mm, I love that. That's a fact. It's a fact, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the whole purpose of this Disrupt Her movement is to get uh, women to think differently about being a disruptive leader. And here's the compelling reason why for me. So I am my, one of my strength finder characteristics is I'm a futuristic thinker. I'm a visionary. Yeah, me too. See, I knew there was a reason we connected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've done some reading on, I can remember, let's see, um, I was at Coca-Cola in 2006 to 2011. And I can remember that entire time, 2006 to 2011, our CEO talking about Vision 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm still young, right, in my career. And I'm thinking, dude, we can't get stuff straight today. Who cares about, <laughs> about 2020? Yeah. Yes. That's so far away. Like, are you, are you talking about? Are you no. kidding me? Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's two years from now. Yeah. <laughs> a year and a half. Yeah. It's a year and a half from now. Huh. And so yeah. I read a lot Crazy. on the. Oh, it's absolutely crazy. 
but I read a lot on, on the future of work. Mm-hmm. And so being an engineer, I really am passionate about uh, introducing women to careers in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. But then I also was conflicted when I spoke two years ago, and these women are telling me that the environment hasn't changed. Right. So I felt hip- hypocritical. And I felt like, okay, how can I encourage young girls and women to pursue careers in STEM where they're learning about their craft, they're learning about science, technology, engineering, and math, but what we're not equipping them to do is to withstand, to survive, and then to thrive by changing the environment in which they work. Yeah. Amen. Big job, my friend. Yes. Yes. That's good stuff. So that's how we arrive at the uh, disruptor. And I love uh, really that. equipping women to learn to become and to be okay with being disruptive leaders. Absolutely. Yeah. Being I disruptors, mean, but yes. in their own authentic their way. Own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because we can't all just jump into the ring. I mean, I think that that's one of those things, too, where in you know, Jay's book, it's Lean Inside, and we had the Lean In that started that whole thing with the idea that, you know, there's, we're supposed to be doing it this other way. But I love the fact that you're coming at it from the perspective of how each individual can get there. You know, that it's not all the same. It's, it, we all have our own way of being able to be disruptive leaders um, that makes us feel empowered. Um, so being able to do it that way is, ah, oh, I just, I love that, that there's not a prescriptive way to do this, but, but there's a way to do it for every single type of person. Absolutely. That is absolutely key because then, you know, we, I can remember when I started working in automotive and I can remember feeling like I was taking on the characteristics of the men that I worked with. Mm. Even how I dressed, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, I had to protect. I had to wear the protective um, equipment, right? I had to wear steel toes. I had to wear um, goggles and earplugs. But I found myself even changing how I dressed and wearing the golf shirt and the khakis and just having this kind of bland black blue um, khaki wardrobe. And Jay will tell you, I'm a bright person. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, I can't I even, I can't even picture energy. you in a pair of khakis. See what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I bring a lot of energy. You know, Even if I'm, I'm tired, I bring energy in the room. And so it just wasn't me. It was not me. And I was like, yeah, who am I becoming? And I felt very lost. And you know, I think, I believe, you know, after college, you go through this period where you're trying to still figure out who you are because you're not in this in this bubble of, you know, high school or college or your own community. And so you're already kind of in this uncomfortable space. And then you're in this workspace that, you know, doesn't mirror who you are and you're trying to fit in. And so I was just like, screw it. I'm me. I can't, you know. So I'm, I'm going to fit yeah. in wherever I go. And if you're Tell uncomfortable, I'm sorry. About that, though, because <laughs> you, I mean, here's the thing that's extraordinary. <clears throat> I mean, because I did, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I, there's no way I ever guessed you're coming up on 50. Right? <laughs> like, wow. No 
No way. You look really young. So yeah. now that I know that, though, that we're closer in age than I thought, because I'm 52, right? I was born in 1966. Oh, so yeah. if you were born in the late 60s, early 70s, mm -hmm. right? I was born in 70. Yep. Okay, 1970. Where were you born? Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. So I'm a Southern belle at that. All right. Tell yeah. me <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the... We need to talk to your parents who raised this extraordinary child that has clearly you had the confidence to just a go be an engineer and b then be an engineer who shows up and then leads. Like what was it you know what did was you come mind? to that like you were born with that you have these amazing like talk tell me a little of your backstory here cuz this is I mean that is not that is yeah. unprecedented for where you were in Jackson Mississippi in 1970. Yes. I mean, come on. Exactly. We're talking five years <laughs> after 1965, yeah. and we are not, we are talking. Thank you. I mean, let's acknowledge yes. it. <laughs> the I South, mean, right? The Deep South. The so, deep yeah. South. So, um, so actually, I had a very, very um, good childhood. I was very shy. So, Jay, I didn't talk a lot as a child. I'm giving you, you a look. That. You can't see me. But I know, I'm right? I know. I know. I already know. I already know. I can see you. I can you just saw the head. <laughs> I can just see you like, yeah, really, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was. I was a very quiet, well-mannered, studious child. And my father um, was an industrial arts teacher before he went on to become, you know, working in the administrative side. And uh, I was the um, the oldest of my parents, um, and my dad, you know, he just really, I found myself, I was a daddy's girl, but I also found myself very intrigued by lawnmowers and crafting and saws and um, uh, repairing things. I would sit in the garage and take a radio apart and try to put it back together. And so my father started introducing me to this world of engineering. And then by the time I graduate or start was in high school, computer science, engineering and electrical engineering were all the rave. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to be an engineer. I, I knew I wanted to, to, des to design things and to build things. And I, I was very, I'm very, very, even now, very intrigued by how things work. Yeah. And then I am able, and of course, I didn't know then, but my strength is again being um, futuristic and visionary. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I actually didn't really come into my own until college. Mm. And I, I've always been, um, even though I was quiet and shy, I was still very social. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, one on one, I could have great conversations. I was almost like an introvert, but an extrovert. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I realized that, no, I really am an extrovert. I just have some introverted tendencies. Right. But in college is where I really started to explore more of, well, who am I? What do I like? Um, and meeting people from different backgrounds uh, you might not, well, you will believe this in the South, but I never really went to school with anyone other than African-American people until college. Right. That's what I, I mean, that's what I was yeah. saying is like you were, you grew up in the segregated South, basically. I, I did. I did. And, um, 
Well, and, and so it's, it's very interesting, interesting because I'm almost one. It's like, but it sounds to me like nobody you didn't have the thought that you couldn't do what you wanted to do. No, and that, and and that I have to credit my parents. Like yes. my parents exposed me to a lot of things, even though you know um, our community was all African American, and then my parents were middle class. So I, you know, we we traveled every year for vacation, and so yeah. I knew that there was a bigger world, but um, you know, really engaging in a in a bigger world and finding my way came for me in college. And being an industrial, and uh, well, and I was I started out in computer and electrical engineering, so being in that major, being the only uh, woman or few of few women, I had to learn to make friends. Yeah. And so, thank God, I was even though I was quiet, I was social. Yeah. And, and smart. And and smart. And and you will believe it or not, I actually struggled my first couple of years in college. It was so so much of a shift for me um, that I struggled. <clears throat> but I say all of that to say um, I took I took that lesson from college and being away and being on my own into my professional um, professional world. And the most important thing for me, whenever I felt uncomfortable in an environment, was to be comfortable in my own skin. And and if I have to, <laughs> that's the quote that's of this podcast right there. Yeah. Well, I want you is, to say that again. Will you say that again? The yeah, most important so thing. The most important thing for me, whenever I was in a space where I was uncomfortable, was to be comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. And um, I I have evolved more and more in doing that. But the one thing that um, I would always say is, and, and this is like, so my dad is like, has the most, he has such a dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I can remember uh, as a child, I, I have long skinny toes and I said, Oh, I hate my toes. They're so long and skinny. And <laughs> my dad said, would you rather not have any? <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be glad you have toes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. So, so, in in a very weird way, he would always have those quips back at me or quips in, about life in general. I can remember when I was working, when I first started working for um, a tier two uh, automotive manufacturer, so a much larger automotive manufacturer, and they actually provide parts directly to like GM and Ford and Chrysler, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And um, there was some turmoil going on in the business and our vice president came down and he said, you know, basically for to all the engineers, um, this project is in jeopardy. We need to move this business to Mexico and you can go or you can go. Oh, meaning wow. you can yeah. go to Mexico yeah. or you can go find another job. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember talking to my parents about this and I'm like, you know, I'm from Mississippi. I don't know nothing about Mexico. I took French in high school. I can't even speak Spanish. You know, I'm, I've am got all of these things. You know, it's brown there. I'm used to Four Seasons and green and water. And there are no black people there. And I'm like, so I'm telling all this to my dad. And he's like, you know what? I think you should give it a try. And I said, but what if I don't like it? And he said, well, 
you were looking for a job when you found that one. There you go. Ah, uh, amen. I love you, I, I am a fan <laughs> of the dad. I yeah. okay. <laughs> Right? You need like the quotes from dad book. <laughs> I would, I would be so, oh God, you would be like doubled over laughing. But, you know, having him say things like that to me helped me realize that in any situation, any situation, I have a choice. Mm-hmm. I have choices. Yeah. And if it's something I don't like, it may be a difficult decision. It may require some change, but I have the choice. And so that taught me that I have the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if someone says to me, oh, you know, you're a little overweight or this or that. Well, that's your opinion of me. I'm freaking fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Yes. You, you are know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. But I, but, you are freaking fabulous. Well, thank you. <laughs> but I think more people just need to really own being comfortable in their own skin, no yeah. matter what someone else has said to them, done to them, to, or tried to hurt them. They need to take back that power. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's what we're all about it. here at doing Absolutely. the work, is taking back that power and getting us. And you know, the one of the one of the things we try to remember here a lot, we talk a lot about is when you get to that place where you think you have no choice or you think, you know, like it seems like sometimes the whole world is happening right now. Yes. And we try to have everybody remember this is such a journey. Like you're here for a long time. You you don't have to get it all done today. We don't have to get it all figured out today. It's going to get figured out tomorrow. And if you're in alignment, right, with your, you know, this is where we get in. I I like to call it source, universe, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. But if you're in alignment, stop. I mean, you just, Focus on that, and then the next thing will come. Right? It'll, it'll just, it'll all get worked out. And so, because things are always working out for us, right? It will come. Always. It will come. So, yeah. So, always, always. so that's what I yeah, practice, and that's what I teach others. I think we're almost time. We have to go. We are. T- oh, are you I cannot me? believe it. No, I just looked I, up and I, went, oh, my like, God. Damn it. But we just started happened. talking. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. No, this is gosh, fun. thanks for being here, friend. It's so nice to hear you and hear what you're up to and get to know you better and all those things. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Thank you for having me. We will have to have you back on and talk more about all of the things. Um, people can find you at crystaldavis.com, but how can people work with you? We've got a bunch of people now that are just shaking yeah, their hands and saying, I, want ah, to have I need to talk to this what? woman. Where do we, what, how do people get with you? Absolutely. So it's crystalydavis.com, Crystal Y. Davis on all forms of social media. And uh, one of the things that I'm doing right now is I'm actually offering um, uh, a special off of uh, my coaching program and I'm calling it uh, Create Your Clarity Plan mm-hmm. for the next 12 week year. And Jay will know about the book, the 12 week year, because uh, we learned that in our training course. Mm-hmm. But uh, I read the the 12 week year, um, what month are we in? So maybe March. And it has really shifted my thinking. I've always been good at making plans and setting goals and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, you meet half of them and you're just like, yay. But um, the 12 week year has helped me really on creating that focus around the most important things I need to, the big rocks, the most important things. And bringing that same level of energy that we typically have at the end of the year where we're reflective 
and at the beginning of the year where we have like our resolutions and things we want to focus on, but in a much shorter period of time. And, uh, and so, um, you know, anyone who wants to have a, um, a free strategy call uh, about that process, you know, definitely go on my website, crystalydavis.com, and there's a link um, there if you want to talk more about um, creating we can, we can put a link in the show notes too, probably, Becca, right? Yep, yep. We will link you all up to her website and social and all that kind of good stuff. Um, she's got a great page here on, you know, all the things that she has available to you. And and she's also a keynote speaker. Um, so if you've got a if you've got an event coming up that you're looking for somebody, um, you know, between Jay and Crystal, I think you guys would have the most amazing event ever. Um, so definitely check her out at crystalydavis.com. We'll have all that good information in the show notes. Thank you so Thank much, you. Crystal, for coming on and sharing yourself with us. Um, it's been a joy, yeah. friend. I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored. So, so honored. I really appreciate it. So, Absolutely. Um, I am inspired and ready to hit the day. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Well, to our listeners, right, uh, please, too, uh, don't forget to leave a review. If you haven't, find us on the Facebook group. Um, you know, we can always engage there if you have questions, things like that. And thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much. And we invite you to join us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, we have a great discussion group there going. Or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about and as always we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care so thank you so much for listening stay connected and most importantly be kind to you hell yeah thank you so much jay and we'll see you next week see you next week